Welcome, folks, to another program of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakoin, here on ctkradio.org. So, a few things that I uh, would like to share with you today, and we start with the first one. And it's related to politics. Since our, uh, you know, there is new stuff coming all the time. But what I want to talk, to talk with you today is something about propaganda lying and i just want to uh share with you some facts and <clears throat> give you some more information before you um you know make a decision or or a, a thought regarding certain things so one of the things that i saw today a few things but they're all related one is is about jesus apparently Apparently, in the virtual Islamic Arab world, uh, Jesus was a Palestinian. And uh, therefore, if he would, you know, the second coming and all that, for those who uh, go with that, if he would be here today, he would probably join the poor, miserable, suffering, so-called Palestinians. Right? That's one thing. Another thing that uh, happened past week that uh, catched my eye is there is uh, this, uh, how should I call it, newspaper, website, blog, whatever. I think his name is Huffington Post or something like that. Published an article about how uh, Muhammad, Muhammad's wife, she was a Jew, and she poisoned him. Because you have to understand, folks, no Arab Muslim leader die out of old age. It's always either the Israelis, the Mossad, the, the Jews, that they never get sick. It's just, it's, just, it's just a miracle. If you're a Muslim leader, you never get sick. Nobody wants to assassinate you. It's just always the Jews, the Mossad, uh, the IDF, all this garbage. So let me share with you my point of view on that. First of all, you cannot come almost 622 years after the, crucifix the crucifixion of, of uh, Jesus by the Romans and decide that A, he was a prophet, but is not the, there is a new thing, right? He is not the son of God. For those of you who believe that, as a Jew, I don't believe that. I do believe that all Jews are the sons of God. And all humanity eventually is... Uh, the children of God. But let's just go with this you know, line. So let me tell you what will happen to uh, Jesus, does really care, assuming that the second coming will happen and he will be coming to the land of Israel where he grew up as a Jew and he will go to Bethlehem, or Bethlehem, I think that's how you maybe know that place. He will not be crucified. Probably be beheaded, probably get shot, because he's a Jew. So let's make this this thing clear, okay? If you follow the propaganda by all those uh, terrorists, and you think that Jesus was a Palestinian, which was never such a nation, just so you know, they were never a Palestinian nation. The land of Judea, Samaria, and Galilee, 
all uh, even if you want to go you know back in history the land of Canaan as the Bible uh, refers to it nobody mentioned this word Palestine and the first person or authority that changed the name was the Roman Empire Roman uh, Emperor after the Jewish rebellion against them instead of Judea if you if you look at ancient maps since the Roman uh, time you have Provincia Judea, Provincia Arabia, all provin provinces, right? But he decided in order to disconnect the connection of the Jews to their land, after he murdered many of them, before and after the rebellion, there was no uh, uh, civil rights or, uh, you know, Geneva was not even exist, I think, back then. All those uh, uh, papers about how to how to uh, fight, how to go to war, nothing. It was a very barbaric time. But this is the way they used to do war back then. And this is the same way that wars in the Middle East are conducted. So if you think that, you know, just because there is somebody in Europe, probably a Christian, who wrote a document how to uh, civilly, if you can say that, civilly go to war, and if the minute you raise, you know, uh, a white flag or uh, uh, raise your hands and surrender, that's that's gonna be any influential, any influence on on the Middle East. You're totally wrong. Rules that made by Christians or by uh, uh, Europeans, regardless if they're you know atheists or Christians or whatever, has zero influence because the minute you're raising the white flag. The minute that you raise your hands in order to surrender, to surrender you probably get shot, raped, uh, cut to pieces. You know, use your imagination. Or watch certain videos on YouTube. You will get the point. In the Middle East, all those things are has, not, has, nothing, has nothing to do with reality. The reality is that... It's still living in a very barbaric time, uncivil. And if you're civil and you're going to go to war with somebody that is uncivil, guess what? You're going to lose eventually. Now, I'm anti-war. I don't like wars. I don't like violence. But if somebody declares himself as, as my enemy, I'm going to play by his rules. I'm not going to say, oh, I, I'm going to die righteous. No way. If I have to go and play by their rules, so be it. And then I will, you know, purify my soul from all these horrible uh, things that happen in, in, in war. I mean, nobody wants to, to kill anyone or to, or to get killed. I'm not into those, uh, you know, well, we're going to die righteous. At least we didn't do horrible things. Good luck with that. Good luck with that because those who's going to win eventually are the evil people. So, just to clarify, if you hear any propaganda by the Hamas, the BDS movement, which is, for some reason, obviously, is uh, uh, going and conquering with Saudi money, uh, the universities, the campuses here in the United States, with this pure garbage propaganda, with lack of facts, and talking about justice. So, that's one thing. Just ignore it. This is all garbage. Open your, your history books. Look what happened in the world. 
Okay? And regarding the other thing, which is always, uh, there's always got to be a Jew, a Mossad agent, an IDF soldier, or uh, uh, somebody that was sent by them in order to assassin a 99 years old Sam leader in the Arab world, because obviously they cannot die out of old age. It's always got to be someone. So just, just Google. You don't believe me? Google the Israeli Mossad sharks. Okay? The Israeli Mossad eagles. Obviously, if you go and swim in the Red Sea and you, and you get bitten by a shark, this shark was sent by the Israeli Mossad. It's pure logic in the Middle East. Okay? That's how it works. So when I, I heard about this uh, piece of propaganda that Huff, the Huffington Post uh, posted in one of his articles, I didn't even bother to read it, I'll be honest with you. I just get this, uh, the base, no, the basic, that Muhammad, the so-called prophet of the Islamic world, was poisoned by his Jewish wife. Well, first of all, let's see how Muhammad got his Jewish wife. It happened after he slaughtered all the Jews in Medina and the Jews of Haibar. He killed the, the head of the tribe, his sons, and his uh, uh, son-in-laws, and he took their daughters. And the most beautiful goes to the leader. This is how it works. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. The, you know what they say about karma. Karma is blank. If you read few, maybe 200 years later or so, when the Mongol, Mongols came and conquered the, all the way to Syria and, and the land of Israel, all the way to the gates of Europe, right? What they did, it's payback. It's payback about what they did to the Jews of Medina. Now, as a Jew, I'm not going to forgive and forget. I'm not going to give the other cheek. I think I already made this thing clear. But I remember. Now, if you want to, you know, clear the da clear the table and start from zero and have the sons of Ishmael, the son of, sons of Isaac and Jacob and Abraham make the world a better place, I'm with you on that. But if your goal in life is to, for some reason, kill or force to Islam all the other people, then guess what? We're not gonna we're not gonna agree on that. So I want you to think about that. Just do your research. Do your research, you know, simple Google, simple Wikipedia, simple even decent history uh, book, and see what happened back then. So I hope I, have, I uh, made this point very clear. Don't fall into this propaganda and just follow and support those who want to make the world a better place. Okay? The people of the book, the Jews, those who follow that. Not every Jew follow, unfortunately. And with that... We're going to take a quick break. And remember, you're listening to uh, Rabbi Hanania Cohen. That will be me here on ctkradio.org.
And we're back here in the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakoin on citycareradio.org. So, just to uh, make a quick connection to what we just spoke on the previous segment, I would like to speak to you about propaganda, about the art of lying. Okay? Ob- obviously, very common. Obviously, I would say any media. Newspaper, internet, all that kind of stuff, you know, is full of lies. Now, they call it fake news today. This is a new new term, obviously. But if you think about it, everything is, you can say, fake news. It depends on the narrative. This is what they teach your kids in in the universities. The narrative. Thinking that... Thinking that if you uh, and, and and the current president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, is excellent at this. I, I always admire that uh, talent of him. Let me make this clear: words don't make reality. Reality makes the words. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you say, uh, if you lie, or if you in total denial and you say something which is extremely stupid uh, and not true, and you think you're going to sh- shape or reshape the, the reality based on that, then guess what? You're wrong. If you think that if you take all your soldiers from, let's say, Iraq or Afghanistan, and you're going to s- declare that you won, and you use the word winning in five different uh, versions while you are losing, it's not going to create... A winning situation. You're just living in, in in denial. And obviously, politicians are very good in this art of uh, I'll call it uh, bullshitology. But you can make your own uh, uh, word for that. And you see the amount of garbage, the amount of propaganda that they use. So, for example, we had the past week we had this uh, this uh, uh, argument or whatever you want to call it between the intelligence community in the United States to the uh, president-elect Donald Trump, right? And he said that this is what they did to him. Whatever the topic was, was just like uh, Nazi Germany. And all the the leftists, those who make, who, those when you tell them something, they try to look for hidden messages. Obviously, they just don't get, are not able to get a direct answer. So, how can you say this? Because what happened in Nazi Germany or in Russia, the Soviet Union? You had all this paper uh, uh, going around, and whoever was the target was pretty much eliminated. Well, I have news for you, uh, Donald Trump obviously, is uh, using uh, the bathroom just like Adolf Hitler. Would you believe that? Donald Trump ate breakfast, and Adolf Hitler ate breakfast as well. So it's a horrible, horrible leader that we have right now. I hope you get my point. My point is that just because someone evil did something, and you're talking about that that action that they did. 
doesn't mean that the whole picture is black, right? I also use the bathroom. I hope everybody of you also as well. And guess what? Stalin did so as well. Does that mean that all of us are like Stalin? No, that's poor logic. I don't know where they get this uh, type of, uh, of uh, uh, way to draw a conclusion. It's very weird. Right? And during the election, I, always, I, was, I used to joke about it. Donald Trump hates evenings. Why? Because he said good morning. Because it was morning. So he said, good morning, give me a break. What kind of, of uh, uh, logic sequence do you guys have here? So, and that's true for, for um, right-wing, left-wing. They're all putting the, the headlines in a way that will deliver uh, the message that they want to deliver, right? For another example. You remember, I'm, I'm again going to politics because this is the new religion now. For, for those who don't follow uh, seriously any religion, either Judaism, Christianity, or Islam. So the politics is like a religion. You see people are now mourning and crying about the, the, the new president-elect, and uh, like the whole world's going to collapse. Get a hold of yourself. And pay attention to the subliminal messages that... as I, I'm, I'm very um, into that after because... As a hypnotherapist, I am always trying to find the right word to go into the person's mind in order to help him overcome whatever struggle that they are going through, regardless of the time, the person, whomever, whatever. So when I see that, I try to, to think, okay, what, what is the hidden message here? When they said Donald Trump did that, or uh, Hillary Clinton said that. Want an example? I'll give you an example. When Donald Trump said uh, this thing about the, the immigrants, the illegal immigrants, remember that? He said, when Mexico send the, the people here, they don't send their brightest, they send all the criminals. Donald Trump hate Mexicans. He hate Latinos. He's gonna, everybody that is Latino is gonna be uh, uh, expelled or... Uh, seriously? Guys, look at the propaganda. They want to... to uh, smear someone someone they want to paint him in a very dark colors and again that goes both sides because this is what you learn today in uh you know journalist school or whatever the the, the faculty that they go through is the art of bsing basically lying and lying and lying and twisting the truth if you want to know something read first read both sides Read the right wing, read the left wing, and guess what? You're going to find yourself in the center. If in our generation, guess what? There is also a video. See what he said, what he actually said. Not what all those pundits, who of course are, has no agenda, right? And they are so seeking the truth and colluding with the, with the campaign. But that's not nothing to do with it. Nobody would pay the price for that. Um... Uh, Ignore them. They are just lying in a very polite way, with a very beautiful, high literature English, college level English. Uh, they are pretty much BSing you. So don't get impressed by it. Now, what's that got to do with the Jewish view, you may ask? Right? So I'm going to answer that. 
this I can hear you asking in the background. It's very simple. We started, and we're going to talk about it on the next, in the next uh, segment. We started the book of Exodus, Sefer Shemot. And the beginning is what, if you remember the text, is very simple. The new Pharaoh decided that the Jews are, ba- are just a bunch of uh, pain in the behind, and they're going to take over all the jobs and all the, the economy of the mighty Egyptian empire. And therefore, we need to make them slaves. And we're going to talk about it in the next segment, about slavery and all that. But, to my point here, how do you think he convinced all of them? You think he debated the Jews? Do you think he asked his spies or whomever to see what the Jews, I'm going to use an Islamic term here, uh, an Arab term actually, what the Jews are plotting to do a revolution in Egypt? No. All they want to do is uh, go, you know, herd their, their ships, the ship, and be in the nature and leave them alone. No, but we have to unite the nation against this new enemy that might, we have no proof, but they might want to take Egypt, uh, the Egyptian empire down. That's, I think, that's the first time that you see a pure propaganda in the Bible. I'm thinking about, you know, the book of Genesis. There are a lot to learn from that book, but there is no real propaganda. There is no real uh, twisting the truth. And the outcome of the propaganda is devastating. It's horrible. I cannot say enough how many Jews, and of course other groups, were uh, eliminated, annihilated by people who bought all this all this nonsense, those lies. If you read the, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, the book that was written originally against Napoleon, French, when they, when they had this war with, uh, with, with Russia. And then they just changed the name, they twisted a little bit, and that, how the Jews are plotting to conquer Russia and to uh, rule the poor villagers, blah, 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 blah. Do you know how many Jews died because of that book? Do you know that this is the best seller in the Arab world? They all, they all buy this garbage. They are willing to pay money for somebody that was, for something that was proven to be a KGB back then, NKVDO, whatever their initial was uh, back then, as a pure propaganda. Like the Russians are very good at it. I'm not going to go talk about, you know, the Russian uh, influence, their lunch, and this is all garbage. This is all propaganda as well. Uh, it's like, you know, crying wolf, wolf, and uh, eventually the wolf will come. Okay, so let's take another quick break. Uh, I hope you're enjoying, at least the same as I do. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm Rabbi Hanania Cohen here on citykradio.org. Back to another segment on the Jewish view on citykradio.org. 
Now, as I always warn, my program, this program, is non-politically correct. So we try to stick to the facts. We try to think about topics from a different angles. And with respect to, you know, everybody that doesn't think the way I do, might be wrong, but that's okay. Um, so I want to talk about something that might, uh, you know, raise some uh, maybe discomfort. And that topic is related to the, as I said before, to the portion of the week that the Jews are going to read this uh, Sabbath, this Shabbat. And I want, I want to talk about slavery. So, if we read the book of Exodus in the beginning, we see that the Jews, and back then there were no Jews, they were all Israelites, right? The sons of Israel, all the twelve tribes. They forced to be slaves. So let's let's take a moment and try to understand what that means. It means, basically, that you are uh, a slave to somebody that's just like you, another human being. And that's obviously wrong, but back in the days, that was the norm. Actually, it was it is the norm till today in some countries. Uh, the Saudi Arabia had the market for slaves till the 60s, when the Americans started feeling a little bit discomfort about it. Uh, in Africa, you have that type of uh, of slavery. But back in the days when it was, you know, much more uh, common and seems normal, the idea is that you can force somebody just because you fought them or just conquered them without even a war to sell them to slavery, and you pretty much took all their, what today we would call human rights. And that's, that's exactly what the Egyptian did to, to uh, the Israelites. And it started, you know, nicely. Uh, and then it became harder and harder. And we have to look at the Jewish sources, what exactly was the slavery. So there are all kinds of, uh, of uh, forms of hardship. For example, they let the uh, women do the work of the men. So that will be, you know, uh, putting bricks and all that type of stuff, building. And they let the men do the job of the women. Of the women. Now, those of you who are married know that if you leave a man, you know, five minutes with a crying baby, you're gonna, you're gonna get crazier, <laughs> right? Take him from me or something like that. Um, that's not, that's not what, how uh, our Creator created us. Everybody have a job. Now, I guess you can say that Pharaoh was a real feminist, right? For some reason, feminism got a twist in the past few years where uh, women are no longer women, they try to be men. And unfortunately, sometimes they are very successful and they get worse than men. Uh, and that's it. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, changing gender and all this... Uh, how should I say it? I said it's not politically a uh, radio show, so... People are messed up, basically. They cannot accept who they are, and they cannot deal with it. And 
Tofara was the first feminist. He let women do what men used to do, right? But it's a form of slavery. When you are missing your full potential the way that God created you, that's a form of slavery. When you, when you are doing uh, things that you never meant to do, it's not you who you really are. You're just faking it for society, for work, for whatever. That's a, it is a form of slavery. You're being controlled by someone else. That can be people, that can be governments, and can be technology, that can be so many, uh, you know, desires. You can see people who are slaves to food, people who are slaves to sex, people who are slaves to, you know, cell phones. They just, they're not who they really are. There's just constant war on their, uh, on their self, on their conscience, who they are. And the idea with that the Bible, the Jewish Bible, is trying to teach us that what the Almighty is trying to teach us is that as long that you are not a slave or a servant, that not is the word slave in this case, a servant, to the Almighty, there is no vacuum, there is no vague uh, environment. You're going to be slave to something else. It can be governments, army, technology, whatever. Now, if you are a spiritual person, then you will, and you are establishing connection with the Almighty, you're going to be His servant. So all the others are, you know, they're not in the game, they're not in the picture at all. They can, you know, persecute, murder, do whatever. But in your head, you are free. And that's the most important thing. And I'm talking, you know, as a Jew, after, let's see, 2,000 2, years of persecution, of pogroms, of uh, whatever you want. I mean, our books are full of uh, horrible things that we went through, mainly in Europe, but, you know, the Middle East was not that easy as well. And there is a reason why we had to, to uh, go through that. And I can tell you right now, it's not because the Almighty replaced us, replaced us with someone else. It was just based on our misbehaving. And if you don't believe me, read the prophets. They all talk about that. They all warned us. But going back to the point, so slavery as a, as a practice, you know, how to force other humans to do or to work for you with, with uh, little or no pay at all, with no rights, that was the practice that uh, I think the first one to broke to broke that was the after the civil war. I mean, the reason that the United States went to the to the civil war was pretty much that. And we all know who supported keeping the slavery, which party back then, and who thought, no, the humanity needs to go forward. And I'm on the side of those who wants to go forward to make the world a better place. So humans, people, governments, in my opinion, have no rights to force, to make people slaves. And that can be through many things, through, like I said, through taxes, through regulation, through all kinds of stuff. Let people enjoy what the Almighty created. We are living in a situation today that uh, you cannot collect rainwater, for example, that God gave us. Okay, why? Go figure. It's somehow related to... Uh, uh, 
to a climate change or nonsense like that. And I'm not going to go into the whole climate change argument right now. It's not the, it's not the point. The point is that air, water, it's all part of being free. Food is part of being free. And that's nothing to do with uh, skin color or race or any other type of stuff. Now, as long as you are civil, you are educated, and even if you're not educated, I'm not, about college, I'm not talking about college degree, I'm talking about you know how to conduct yourself in a way that you can, you can uh, manage yourself among, among other people, other humans, without using force, without uh, threatening and all that type of stuff, without weapons, then you're okay. There shouldn't be any reason to put other people as slaves. And it's never good. But we have to understand that back in the days, that was the common practice. You had tribes in Africa fighting with each other. I'm talking about pre-Christian era. You know what? Even after uh, Christian era, where the British and the French pretty much conquered all of Africa. So you had tribes going to war. And the tribe that lost beside, uh, you know, losing the best men in the war, all the best men, the strongest uh, males, were sold to slavery. And they shipped them to Brazil, to uh, United States, to Europe, which is a horrible thing to do. But this, is, this was the, the norm, if you want to call it, that, back then. The world didn't move forward so fast back then. And a piece of uh, anti-Semitism that I saw recently saying that those, and they're talking about the Nation of Islam and all those people, I think Al Sharpton or whatever, the Jews, again, remember the lack of, uh, of responsibility? The Jews sold their slaves to America. This is, uh, you can find that in the, the publication of Nation of Islam. This is how they brainwashed the African-American community here, that it's all about the Jews who sold them and took them from their land in Africa. Now, in some cases, that was true. The ships that brought slaves to America was, were, was owned, were owned by Jewish uh, merchants. But let's go a little bit before that. Who do you think, when they conquered Africa, took all those slaves and brought them to the port? And made money out of them. Well, that was the peace that, the, the, sorry, the, the religion of peace. The Islamic uh, religion, when they conquered Africa, they just sold slaves because for them they're not even humans. So let's not play those games. Yes, it was the norm. Jews, you know, some of them had uh, dealt with the transportation. But those who did the, actually the act itself of capturing and selling slaves were the Arabs who conquered uh, Africa. If you don't believe me, again, go and check this out. I'm not making things up. And with that, we're going to take another break. And you're listening to The Jewish View, ctkradio.org.
And we're back. Last segment of today here on the JewishViewCTKRadio.org. So I would like to emphasize another point that I already touched and talked about in the beginning, in the first segment. When you have someone that have all the answers, that is, uh, you know, academically advanced or whatever, stay away. Stay away from those people. Because usually they're living in uh, utopia. They want to create utopia, which will never, ever happen until the Messiah will come. And let's hope that's going to be soon, because we're in a very bad shape. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean, we have all those uh, community organizers and uh, um, organizations that want to save the people, to uh, help the poor. All sounds very noble, but think about it. If they succeed, they will be unemployed, right? If if uh, you are collecting money or trying to educate people to be successful, to self-think, and to be independent, and they do that, then your job is no longer needed. So there is a, a hidden agenda, if you want, to keep that wheel running to keep people in lack of uh, opportunity in educational failure schools, in uh, uh, poor neighborhoods. And you always come as the savior. Oh, we're going to take care of it. We're going to give you money. We're going give to you, give you, uh, uh, you know, welfare or whatever. You are making them slaves to the system. And they will never be free. They will never be independent. And unfortunately, we have many people who uh, who are thinking that, oh, yeah, well, the government wants to give me free money. There's nothing free. You're going to be slave to the system till, till you close your eyes, eventually. So stay away from those who uh, speak highly about justice and about uh, saving the world. You want, to have, you want to help someone? Give him the first push. It's like just like riding a bicycle. All you need in the beginning is one push until you've learned how to balance yourself. And remember, if you're bicycling, if it's hard, it means you're climbing. If it's too easy, it means you are falling, you're going down. And if you stop, you're going to fall. So take that into your mind. And think about that, where people, all background, I mean, they, they speak highly about uh, social justice and uh, all the type of stuff. I would say, stay away. Or at least keep your minds open to the other, to the other side who uh, oppose that, that and, and uh, draw a reasonable, logical conclusion. Right, just because somebody you know says we are, we want better environment, we want better air, better water, clean water, and all that, which is good. It doesn't mean, especially in politics, unfortunately, that the other side is all about uh, keep uh, keep people sick and give them, them giving them dirty food and dirty water with lead and all that stuff. No, this is pure propaganda. My point is, think, use your brain analyze, get as many opinions, and then get a conclusion. Draw a conclusion. 
don't be fooled. I mean, I, sometimes I know I watch uh, protesting, uh, marching, protesters march, marching in the street with signs, and you ask them, what are you protesting for? And they give you the most dumb answer ever. Oh, this and that. Yeah, but that's not that's not what, what actually said. But somebody told them, basically, they are slaves, if you think about it. And I think that what we see in the book of Exodus, Sefer Shemot in Hebrew, we see uh, a development from free people going into slavery, going to be free again, yet with the experience of being slaves. So that should change uh, the way the way we think as Jews about all that. And you look, you know, someone someone would say, "Oh, well, the Torah, the, the the five books of Moses speaks about slavery as well, how to sell them, how to treat them, and all that." And that is true, but that's this is not um, a deed. It's not an obligation. It's not a command. You should have slaves. No, it's if you live in environment that still have that type of practice. This is what you need to do. Okay? If you have one pillow, guess who gets that? The slaves. Okay? When you uh, let them go, you don't just, oh, you're dismissed. No, you're going to give them a push. You're going to give them from your wine, uh, from your winery, from your crops, just to let them start a fresh start. Now, ideally, like in our days, and hopefully in the future, when people will start to uh, uh, realize what what being free means, doesn't mean that you can do whatever you want. This is not freedom. This is anarchy. And they will be only serving the Almighty. Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be equal. Everybody has their own duty, their job in this world. The Jews have their own job. Uh, other nations have their own uh, job in this world. Everybody has to do something positive. But once again, keep in, keep in mind, you have to learn from the experience that we as Jews went through in Egypt. When you see, oh, well, let's build a wall here, but we're missing a brick. Let's take an Israel, Israeli baby and put the concrete on him to save on concrete and instead of, of, of a brick. That's what we had to go through. That's why the biggest, I think, uh, moral compasses through humanity were Jews or relating to Jews, somebody who learned from a Jew. And I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just saying that this is what we as Jews, the people of the book, the Bible, is teaching us, teaching humanity. So I want you to think about it. And no matter what, try to keep yourself free, open-minded. Don't fall into the traps again of propaganda. Even a religious propaganda. That's what happened, for example, during the Crusades or during the pogroms when the priest, the Pope, used propaganda in order to move people to do horrible things. Okay? So I hope uh, we made uh, that point somehow clear. Um, there was other few topics that I would like, I wanted to talk about uh, because Exodus is the book of miracles. Amazing miracles, all the all the plagues and all that in Egypt. 
And it wasn't exactly like like they did in the movie, you know, the Ten Commandments with Charlton Huston. Those remember that uh, those times, okay? Moses, right? Uh, I would like to you know speak with speak to you and with you more about that. And if you do have a question, please you know go to our website citycarity.org. Go to contact us, write me a question, and I will definitely address that in the, during the program because I'm not afraid of, of tough questions. As long as you want to listen to the answer, that's for sure. Otherwise, don't waste my, don't waste my time. Okay, folks, so let's uh, call for the day. Thank you so much for listening to The Jewish View here on ctkradio.org. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen. We'll see you next time. Thank you.